Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast! <laughs> it's March 25th, 2016. That means there's nine months left till Christmas. I'm Tim Babb. Coming up on the show today, I invent a new holiday. We find a little Christmas in other holidays, the quest for the ultimate version of Jingle Bells continues, and we see how Santa Claus measures up against some of the mightiest superheroes. Look! Up in the sky! It's a sleigh! It's a Christmas star! No, it's the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast! Alright, let's just start the show. Nailed it! Welcome to the show, my fellow Yule lover. We may be the only ones thinking about Christmas in springtime, but at least we've got each other. Or if you're listening to this at a later date, that's okay too, baby. This show of Christmas love is like a Twinkie. It has no expiration date. What? Oh, uh, I'm being told that Twinkies do, in fact, have expiration dates. So, if you've been holding on to a Twinkie you got for Christmas back in the 60s, you might want to toss that out. But if you need a little holiday cheer in your life, we've got you covered in our first segment. We need a little Christmas. Now! We need a... So, as of this recording, it was just the first day of spring a few days ago. Side note, I had to record a little early this month because my family and I are in Disneyland right now. Woohoo! It'll be weird to see Small World without the Christmas lights up, but we'll have fun nonetheless. But, back to the first day of spring. My wife actually had a fun idea of having a big turkey dinner just at random. And I realized how perfect that timing was. See, part of the big celebration of Christmas is having that one last hurrah before being swallowed by the rain and the snow and the cold. So why not have a celebration when winter is over? I randomly called it March Giving, but I'm totally open to uh, ideas for a better title. Basically, we had turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. But it wasn't quite the day-long prep fest that it was for Christmas. We got the stovetop stuffing, which is pretty quick and easy to make. I bought pre-made, all you have to do is microwave them, mashed potatoes. Uh, We had leftover jar of Heinz gravy for Christmas. Don't worry, it didn't go bad. And, of course, the cranberry sauce just slides out of the can. But the turkey was the most ingenious. My mom looked this up, and my wife made it happen. She cooked it in the crock pot. I've put the recipe in the show notes for this episode, but basically you get some salt, paprika, onion powder, dried thyme, white pepper, garlic powder, and black pepper. You mix all those together, rub them on the turkey, uh, then you get yourself an onion, some carrots, celery stalks, garlic cloves, a lemon, and some turkey. Uh, basically you rub the thing down with the dry ingredients, uh, chop up the veggies, throw it all in the crock pot, leave it there for six to eight hours, boom, you got yourself a delicious turkey dinner. And all he had to do was set it and forget it, as they like to say. Okay, I'm being told no one likes to say that. But that's how you can have your own March giving. Nah, I still don't like that name. I know! Merry Chris March! Nailed it. Now that that name's all settled, let's move on to our countdown feature, Five Golden Things. Easter is only a few days away when this episode drops down your pod chimney, so that got me thinking about other holidays besides Christmas. I know, sometimes you have to think about them. There are plenty of them, but if you look closely, you can find a little bit of Christmas in a lot of them. So this is the top five holidays that have a little Christmas in them. Number five. Halloween. 
At first blush, these two holidays don't have a lot in common. But if you think about it, both involve decorating the outside of your house, eating candy, and going door-to-door singing. Well, Halloween only has the one Christmas carol. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. It's not a silent night, but, you know, the similarities are still there. Bonus points if you dress like Santa for Halloween. Number four. Fourth of July. Of course I put the fourth at number four. Uh, Now, apologies if you live somewhere other than America, because you probably don't celebrate this one, especially if you live in England. But aside from the barbecue and fireworks, one of the hallmarks of this holiday is a big, fun parade. Just like a Christmas parade, but with way less chance of being snowed or rained out. Plus, unlike Halloween, this holiday actually has way more than one carol. You got your Star Spangled Banner, you got America the Beautiful, you got God Bless America, and of course, Stars and Stripes Forever. Number three, Valentine's Day. I mean, this one is obvious. You're spreading love to your loved ones, you're giving gifts to your loved ones, you're sending out cards to your loved ones. They may as well call this Christmas light. Number two, Easter. I had to give a place on this list to the holiday that inspired it. And of course, the similarity here is that Easter and Christmas are the two biggest times we stop and celebrate Jesus. They're kind of bookend holidays if you think about it. Christmas, he's born. Easter, he dies and comes back to life. Plus, both holidays co-opted existing pagan celebrations. Oh, wait. So I guess we already have a holiday to celebrate the end of winter. That's what Easter is. I may have to put Marchmas back on the drawing board. Hmm... Or I may have to double down. Only time will tell. Anyway, honorable mentions. Yeah, boy. St. Patrick's Day. So there's a lot of green on St. Patrick's Day, and Christmas has a lot of red and green, so it's halfway there. I know. That's weak, but that's why this is only an honorable mention. Moving on. Number one. Thanksgiving. Again, sorry if you're not American, because this U.S. holiday is so much like Christmas, it might as well be called pre-Christmas. Turkey? Check. Pumpkin pie? Check. Family and friends gathered together? Check. In fact, Christmas has started taking over this day. Christmas commercials are already on TV. Some people already have the decorations up. Some radio stations start playing Christmas music on this day. It's practically a Christmas dress rehearsal. I feel sorry for people who don't live in America. How do you know when it's time to start Christmas if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving? I think you should just celebrate Thanksgiving anyway. I know maybe your country already has a day when you celebrate Thanksgiving, but just celebrate American Thanksgiving or just call it pre-Christmas. And there it is. Can you think of any other holidays with a little Christmas hidden inside that I missed? Leave a comment at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash can'twaitforchristmaspod, or send those tweets to at christmaspod. So, as I mentioned, Easter is a few days away, but another major event is happening the day this episode goes live. Batman and Superman are slugging it out on the big screen. Yes, Batman v Superman, dawn of just... What? Of justice? Eh, whatever. The movie comes out today, and I won't be going to see it. Partially because I'm at Disneyland right now, but mostly because I was not a fan of Man of Steel. Hashtag, not my Superman. But it turns out Christmas has its own superhero, Santa Claus. A few episodes back, I talked about the story of St. Nick rescuing a group of kidnapped kids. That's certainly superhero behavior, but a professor from the University of California at Irvine decided to see how Santa's superpowers stacked up against some of the more popular superheroes. Michael Denon is a physics and astronomy professor who uses the science of superheroes to illustrate different concepts of physics. In November of 2015, he set out to determine if Santa was a super. He scienced all the science and came up with his conclusions, but I'm not satisfied with that, so I'll be taking you through his conclusions and offering my own interpretations as a geek fanboy. Let's get to our first matchup. Santa versus Superman. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Oh, turn that off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I say? Hashtag not my Superman. What's Superman's theme song? Thank you. That's better. This is a contest about weaknesses. For Superman, it's the Green Rock Kryptonite, small pieces of his home planet which emit a radiation that could weaken and ultimately kill Superman. For Santa, his weakness is milk and cookies, which, as the professor points out, doesn't debilitate him, it's just merely a distraction. So the clear winner here is Santa. And I gotta agree with his findings there. If you're going to pick a weakness, it should at least be delicious. Next up, Santa versus The Flash. This is obviously a test of speed. The Flash is so fast, he can actually run fast enough to travel through time. In fact, he did it a few years ago and ruined the entire DC Universe, but that's a debate for another show. Santa is no slouch in the speed department either, though. A professor of math at Cornell University said that in order to travel to every Christmas-loving child's house on Christmas Eve, Santa would have to be traveling at 2,664,000 miles per hour. For comparison's sake, the speed of sound is only 767 miles an hour. Professor Denon has a different thought, though. He theorizes that Santa can warp space and time and shrink the distance between two points. As such, he declares Santa faster than Flash. However, I might have to disagree with the professor on this one. In part of his reasoning, he says that Flash can't go the speed of light, but he is flat out wrong. I don't know if he's too busy studying all these science facts and whatnot, but if you're a comic nerd, you know the Flash can tap into the speed force and use it to go pretty much as fast as he wants, including up to and past the speed of light. So I'm going to give this round to the Flash. Next up, Santa versus Ant-Man. <laughs> This one's about shape-shifting. We all know Santa enters through the chimney, but what if you don't have a chimney? Or actually, if you think about it, have you ever looked at how wide a chimney is and how plump Santa is? There's no way he's fitting down that thing. Unless, Professor Denon says, he has a shape-shifting technology similar to Ant-Man. Then he goes on to say, We know matter can't be created nor destroyed unless you turn it into an altered form like energy. So unless Santa Claus was becoming incredibly dense, when he shrunk to get into the chimney, that matter has to turn into energy so there'd be big bright explosions and then when he expanded he'd have to suck in the energy from somewhere according to the article about this santa was declared the winner but that seems foolish to me he has the same powers as ant-man but he explodes when he shrinks doesn't sound like a winner to me next up is the santa versus the hulk strongest there is but is he a match for santa santa's carrying a bag holding toys for over a billion kids that's got to be heavy plus he carries it up and down chimneys all night which does sound impressive but the prof and i both agree that the hulk is ultimately stronger but i think the professor just said that because he knows the hulk is the most likely superhero to come and beat you up if he finds out he loses next up santa versus professor x This is a test of psychic abilities. Professor X from the X-Men has formidable psychic powers, but Santa knows if you've been bad or good. He sees you when you've been sleeping and he knows when you're awake, all of this without Cerebro. But the professor has a much duller explanation, spy satellites. He theorizes that since Santa can manipulate space-time, he could have traveled to the distant future and gotten advanced spy tech. Great, so Santa's in the NSA now? That seems less impressive and way more creepy. 
This article doesn't pick a winner, but I'm giving this to Xavier. Finally, we come to Santa versus Batman. This is a gadget off. In terms of quantity, Batman has got old Saint Nick licked. He's got batarangs, gas pellets, grappling hooks, shark repellent, all sorts of stuff that he uses. But Santa has a sack that contains toys for every kid who celebrates Christmas, yet the bag is no more than a few feet around. The professor suggests that Santa's bag might be fourth dimensional, so the bag is a portal to another dimension where the toys are and he can just reach in and grab them. Or perhaps the bag is bigger on the inside, but we'll talk about that in another episode. But I'm going to give this advantage to Santa on this one. If he asks his elves, they could prep the bag with anything. Weapons, whatever. Anything could be in there instead of toys. Then Batman and Santa could really go at it. And if they did, it would still be a better movie than Batman v Superman. This segment has been brought to you by the people against Zack Snyder making Superman movies. Hashtag not my Superman. Uh, isn't this supposed to be a Christmas show? You're right, imaginary listener that sounds like Kermit the Frog. Well, let's be done with this segment, but be sure to check out the full article and the video about the Professor Santa superhero project in the show notes for this episode at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. But speaking of fights, it's time for the Battle of the Bells, the Clash of the Crooners, the War of the One Horse Open Sleighs, it's the Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl away! If this is your first time listening, you have no idea why I'm talking like this. Well, it's because of the Jingle Brawl. We're spending 2016 trying to figure out which version of Jingle Bells is the best, most beloved version. So far, 20 versions have competed. Only a handful will move on to the finals later this year. But now it's time for 10 new versions of the song to battle it out. I want you to pick the one you like best. Here they are. Nat King Cole. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Alvin and the Chipmunks.
Remember, you can give us your vote once a day, every day at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Yeah! Alright, and with that, I leave you for now because I got a Disneyland trip to prep for. But don't let the Christmas spirit leave you. Drop by our Twitter account, it's at ChristmasPod. Also check out the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash can't wait for Christmas pod. And don't forget to vote at the jingle brawl at can't wait for Christmaspod.com. Things are getting exciting. Remember you can vote once a day, every day, so let your jolly voice be heard. Have a Merry Marchmas and keep laughing all the way. That was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2016. Oh. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you have any comments on this or any episode, feel free to leave them at our website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you could also find our iTunes link where you can subscribe and write us a review. A five-star one, if you're so inclined. (laughs) You'll also find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can find all sorts of customizable Christmas merchandise. You'll also find a link to our Facebook fan page and our Twitter feed. And if you want to email us directly, we can always be reached at christmas at tancast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We wish you a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this wonderful version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed Formed by the amazing Kristen Norwicky. All other music and sound effects are properties of their individual copyright holders and no infringement is intended. All right, I think that's the end of this show. I can't think of anything else to add. How about you, boys? God bless us, everyone. <laughs> but if you needed a little... Holiday hoops? If you need a little holiday hoops in your life... Oh, autocorrect! You're trying to ruin the show! But if you need a holiday hoops... Hoopla? I'll go with hoopla. But if you need a little holiday hoopla in your life, we... I'll say cheer. But, aside from the... Whoa! Scrolling! I was in mid-sentence and my, my, my thing just scrolled all the way up. Okay. Plus, unlike Halloween, this holiday has more than one carol. America, America, oh say can you see Oh beautiful for spacious skies for amber waves of grey. Okay. Leave a comment at our Facebook page. Oh, I was going to look up our Facebook page, but I didn't. I never remember what our Facebook page is called. Now, I, now Stars and Stripes is stuck in my head. That's all, folks. Michael Denon is a physics and astronomy... Astronomy... Astromony, doot-doot-ba-doot-doot. doot-doot-doot. Unless, Professor Denon says, he has... Is it Denon? I was on a roll, but I don't want to mess it up. Denon. Huh? Bye, Denon. <laughs>
<laughs> That's just for me. Michael Buble! I'm spitting on my iPhone! I've wiped it away!